902 Brewing Company is the official beer of the Wager Pager podcast. Our friends over at 902 are putting out some of the best local craft beer in the Garden State. Log on to 902brewing.com to check out some of our favorite beers, like Juicy City IPA and Path Pale Ale. Or come grab a growler at the 902 Brewing Company tap room opening soon on Pacific Avenue in Jersey City, New Jersey. Are you tired of losing at sports betting? Start winning with Kingpin.pro. With Kingpin.pro, you can follow proven sports bettors and handicappers. Each user is required to put in their picks prior to each game. Kingpin scores and ranks users for total winnings, not units, as well as win percentage. This gives you, the sports better, the ability to follow not just winning cappers, but more importantly, consistent winning cappers. You can easily get instant notifications of picks by downloading the Kingpin.pro iOS or Google Play app. Download the app and register with promo code WAGER. That's promo code WAGER, and you'll get a 10% discount off your purchase. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager podcast with Chris Rogers and Brock Landers. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Wager Pager Pod, where we talk sports gambling, make picks, and conduct must-hear interviews with some of the sharpest minds in the industry. I'm your host, Chris Rogers. You can follow me on Twitter at WagerPagerChris, and please follow the podcast on the gram and Twitter at the Wager Pager. This is Season 2, Episode 14, recording live from Van Borst Film Studio here in Hoboken, New Jersey. That's right, we're coming to you from the mecca of sports gambling, our home state of New Jersey that won the Supreme Court battle and made the regulation of sports betting all possible. We have another great episode for you guys this week. We have friend of the pod and VEASAN personality Todd Wishnev returning to the show to talk sports betting and much more. And of course, we got college football week 13 and NFL week 12 picks coming your way. But first, joining me, my co-host, one of the sharpest gamblers I know, my guy with 24 New Jersey betting outs and someone who knows his way around the sports book. Here he is, the Jamal Mashburn of Gambling Twitter, Brock Landers. Thank you so much, Chris. What's up, everybody? Glad to have you here for another episode of the Wager Pager podcast. And Chris, I thought you were going to leave out the Dallas Maverick reference right there. I said, oh, he forgot about it this week. And then, bam, hits me with Jamal Mashburn. I was at the game last week. Uh, awesome time at the Garden. Unfortunately, the Mavericks were on the uh, the short end of the stick that night, but great game, went right down to the wire there. Uh, the garden was electric, uh, everybody booing Porzingis the entire time. It was uh, definitely a cool garden uh, experience to be at, so uh, I look forward to that game every year, and this year, and a little extra uh, incentive with KP back in the garden. Uh, a lot of angry uh, Knicks fans, though. <laughs> right on. I haven't been out this year yet. I, w- I would love to uh, check out a Knicks game soon. Speaking of Jamal Mashburn, his uh, his son's playing for Minnesota now. Oh, really? Yeah, Minnesota Gophers, Rick Pitino Jr. I think the connection from his dad coaching uh, his dad at Kentucky. Oh, okay. I you didn't know, know that. Yeah. They landed him. Yeah, he's a pretty good player, man. He Freshman? Check him out. Yep, Jamal Mashburn Jr. Wow. 
So uh, anything, what's been going on in the sports gambling world this week? Uh, I was on that horrible beat Sunday, Arizona Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers. i never seen anything like that. They're trying to lateral it around, last play of the game. Ugh, horrible. Big scuffle. It looks like people jumped on the ball, and then all of a sudden it squirts out 20 yards away, of course, into the end zone, touchdown, zero seconds on the clock. I was looking at that game, just the updates, pretty much back and forth, and uh, I had Cardinals for that DraftKings contest, and it was 10 and a half. No, 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 it was 11, I think. It was 11. And then it was one of those things where I was seeing the updates. I was like, watch, there's going to be a way that they're not going to somehow cover this game, especially once Jimmy G came back down and took the lead. And then uh, my my app kept freezing, and there was no update. So I was like, something crazy is definitely going on. Then I turn on Red Zone. And they're replaying the of what happened. I'm like, oh my god! And then I went on Twitter. And my timeline was just like filled with like, oh my god, so sorry, Cardinals backers. And I was like, no way, <laughs> crazy. But that's the NFL. You say it every week. It's the NFL. A ball bounces a weird way. Somebody makes a bonehead play. Bam! There goes your your ticket. Or you, how about Monday night? We were on the the Chargers plus six and. Uh, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, uh, you know, <laughs> what more can you say? He gets all the way down there at the end. and It seems like every week, every week he has the ball in his hands, down on the 20-yard line with a ch- down seven, and he never, ever punches it in. Yeah, it's it's weird. And, you know, there, there's times in the past where he's been in that spot and looked tremendous, gets down the field, scores right away, looks like a, a great guy to have in that type of situation, and then this year he has just not had his luck. He he gets under the center there and he's going freaking out with his hands and you know he's uh he's trying to snap the ball for, from his knees a hundred different ways and then he starts freaking out on this he's nuts he's crazy i think i think he's really going to think this year i think he's getting a lot of backlash from it he's got a a huge family at home to take care of <laughs> yeah. and uh you know maybe it's time for philip to hang it up but uh yeah philip rivers can score on frisky friday but he can't score on sundays <laughs> Uh, Booger McFarlane, I think, uh, slipped it in there that he's a, a future Hall of Famer. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, he's one he... of those interesting cases, uh, I guess, because of the longevity. I mean, you look at it, he started all these years, uh, you know, from 2003 on. Uh, obviously, no hardware to show for it or anything like that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when he gets up. I, I could see either case. I, I kind of get it. Like, when you think about it, no, but... I guess when you look at all the stats and what he's done for the team and, you know, Charger history and stuff like that, I guess he, he would get there eventually. I actually heard uh, this week's guest, Todd Wishnev, on uh, VEASAN talking to Mike Lombardi, which, by the way, I'm like, is this my my good friend Todd talking to Mike Lombardi? Like, <laughs> so awesome, by the way. Mike Lombardi, one of the best minds in football in general and, and sports gambling, to be honest. But uh, I heard him mention, you know, we let in Warren Moon, we got to let in Philip Rivers. There, you know, there's certain people that have been let in that it's kind of hard to keep others out at this point. Yeah, and uh, I think even uh, Gil and Todd were talking about it on uh, their show, uh, or the Megapod last week, they were talking baseball Hall of Fame stuff, and Gil was like, you know, friggin' Craig Biggio is in the Hall of Fame, and he should have never gotten there, but he played so long, so, you know, forget about it. Why? Why is he in there? But... You know, it's one of those cases, longevity. If you could play in a major professional league as a starter pretty much for, you know, 15, 20 years, I guess you got to kind of consider yourself going to the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, going to be interesting to see what happens with Mr. Philip Rivers. We're getting down to uh, the nitty-gritty here, Brock. Uh, college football week 13, if you add in that week zero, how do we get here? Yeah. And- Unbelievable. Yeah, Chris, hard to believe. I mean, we're almost here at the end of college football season. What would you think of the new uh 
latest rankings for the top four. Yes, um, Georgia snuck in there. I, I like to see that. Um, I'm looking to bet Georgia against LSU, hopefully, in the uh, you know upcoming SEC championship game in the future. I, you know I'm a big Ohio State guy because I, uh, I have some vested money in the futures with them. Mm-hmm. I look at I look at Oregon sneaking up there at number six. Uh, if they win out now, you could you you might see a a, a one loss Pac twelve team sneak into the playoffs here. And and you know I'm all for it. Let's mix it up. I feel like we've been seeing the same four teams, three teams every year. Let's do it. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. Maybe uh, who knows? Clemson or Georgia takes a loss. Maybe they fall out and Oregon sneaks in. Yeah, could be. And I'll tell you what, I'm happy. I got a uh, Georgia ticket from uh, back in August there. Still alive. I thought that ticket was dead. Really? Yeah, 10 to 1 uh, to win the national championship. But as long as Georgia or Ohio State wins, I'm sure one of us will be very happy uh, come the end of uh, the bowl season there. Yeah, big game for the Buckeyes on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be their biggest test of the year so far. Penn State, 12 noon. I'm not touching that game. It scares the hell out of me, um, but go Buckeyes. Yeah, I was going to say that's going to be a premier game of the week to watch. You're definitely going to want to be able to uh, sit down and enjoy that one and bet it, of course. Uh, how about NBA? Everything going good uh, still with you for the NBA? I'm very uh, basketball-focused right now, man. I've actually put football on the back burner, been um, looking at college heavily on the daily, a lot of unders, a lot of underdogs. Um, Gone a little bit away from the NBA. I've seen some regression in the market, not as many high totals to hit the unders with. Some of the teams that were going under are starting to score more, so I'm taking my foot off the gas pedal there a little bit. But uh, how about you? How are things going with uh, the round ball? Yeah, going pretty good. Like you said, uh, it's always good to start off the year in college basketball. They're trying to figure out those totals and those sides and stuff like that and uh, able to, to get some good soft numbers out there in New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, always a pleasure to get some good numbers on a Saturday and a Sunday uh, morning. I, I tweeted the other day, I, I love betting college basketball now with football. I went from going full-out football every every Sunday now to, you know, something else to switch it up and yeah, uh, I'm, I'll be happy once NFL sides are over with for the regular season. Yeah, I saw that tweet you put out. Uh, something I really uh, could relate to. I, can, I think it's just the natural evolution of a, of a sports better. And as you sharpen your tools and you realize, you know, I love NFL. I'm going to watch NFL. But it doesn't mean I have to bet NFL. <laughs> and, you know, that's something I'm trying to, trying to get better at, too, because I, I saw another tweet you mentioned, like, yeah, we all bitch about it, but we all bet it anyways, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's true, and that's all you see. When there's a primetime game on, just go on Twitter, look at everyone's feed. Someone's complaining about the ref. Someone's compa- uh, complaining about the coach. Someone's complaining about quarterback decisions. We're all there. We're all complaining. We all hate it. We don't know what the rules are, but we just accept it, and it just we go on about it like nothing ever happened. You know what? The primetime games haven't been the problem for me. I don't know about you. It seems like the primetime games are, which in the past has been the exact opposite. The primetime games have been easier for me to hit. It's that 1 p.m. kickoff on Sunday where I just cannot catch a break. Yeah. I don't know if there's just too much action going on, too many games to pick from or whatnot, but those games are tough to hit, man. The direct TV slate. And, and how about, too, the, I mean, the sports books last week getting destroyed, all those public teams uh, last week, and especially the Chiefs on Monday night. Supposedly that really put them, them under. But, you know, like uh, Crack says all the time, we'll, we'll be outside with our uh, our cans shaking for uh, donations for the poor sports book where they had a bad week, and we'll make sure we get them their money back and all that. But, uh, yeah, there's always going to be in, in the NFL a couple bad weeks for the sports books. But, hey, we still got a couple weeks left here. Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, 
Great time to be alive in New Jersey, betting on sports. Yeah, you know it, man. Thanksgiving, one of the best weeks, one of the best weekends, one of the best months to bet sports. I got a birthday coming up here. I'm uh, I'm sniffing 40, Brock. Sniffing 40? I, I don't thought know. you were 23. I, I know I don't look it. I don't sound it, but I'm sniffing 40, and uh, I got to tell you, the, uh, the hairline is creeping back. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to thin not only in the front, but now on the crown. Next time you see me, I might have to bick it. I don't know what you think. Really? I think uh, for pl- winter, huh? Plus two ten on the bick, minus one seventy on the no. For the next time you see me. <laughs> and what is that from? Uh, just sweating all college basketball totals over the years, or what? I think so, man. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> it, yeah, I'm gonna enter this new year uh, going around the sun with a new look. So we'll, we'll nice. see what happens there. Yeah, now's the time to do it, man. 2020, right around the corner. Make those changes, but keep cashing those bets, Chris. All right, guys, let's keep the show moving here. We got a great guest this week, uh, Todd Wishneff of VEASAN and Showtime Action fame. We were going to try to get OJ, but he was busy trying to uh, set his <laughs> fantasy football lineup. He didn't have time for it this week. So we're trying to get OJ on one of these episodes. He was, he was on today. What did he say? Uh, he was outside of a Supercuts getting a haircut. And he just, let me start a video and talk about how... Uh, oh, he was talking about Miles Garrett and yeah. the, the helmet incident. And I'm like, dude, I don't think you want to <laughs> chime in on any sort of assault issue. Like, Yeah, he's been very vocal about it last couple of weeks. Like, you- <laughs> He's not afraid to, to speak what's on his mind and take any backlash, that's for sure. Oh my God, the juice is loose. Imagine we got him on the pod. Oh, that'd be incredible. He's the get. He's the number one get. Yeah. OJ, if you're out there listening, I don't know if you're a sports gambler and we know you're a fantasy guy. Maybe we got to start doing fantasy segments. Maybe we can get him, up, get him as a listener first and then as a guest next. Yeah, he's obsessed with his fantasy team. <laughs> he really is. That's all he talks about. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys, let's keep the show moving here. We got a great guest this week, Todd Wishnaf. Get pumped, get psyched. This week's interview with Todd Wishnev is proudly presented by 902 Brewing Co. 902 Brewing Co. is located in Jersey City, New Jersey, and tonight I'm sipping on the Hop Flurry. After plenty of small batches, our first Milkshake India Pale Ale hits distribution. Thick, sweet, tropical citrus, and stone fruit all rounded out with just enough vanilla, Brock. 7.2% alcohol, Milkshake India Pale Ale. Man, is it delicious. Yeah, that's one of my favorites from uh, 902, Chris. That's a really good one you got there tonight. I've got one of their American IPAs tonight. That's the Heaven, Hell, or Hoboken. It's a 6.5%, and it's uh, one of the flagships from uh, where it all began for 902. Heaven, Hell, or Hoboken IPA lays down a straw-colored, slightly sweet base malt and that long-lost hop bitterness. Classic to the style, it has flavors of pine, dankness, Grapefruit and citrus. 902 Brewing Co. All right, guys, this week's guest is back for an end of season check in. He's a sports better based out of Las Vegas, Nevada. You may know him from his weekly appearances on VSIN's A Numbers Game with Gail Alexander or from his starring role on Showtime's docuseries Action. Here he is, friend of the pod, Todd Wishnev. You guys can follow Todd on Twitter, at T Wishnev. That's at T-W-I-S-H-N-E-V. Todd, welcome back to the Wager Pager. Glad to be back, guys. 
Todd, we've got a Thursday night game on tomorrow. Obviously, we've got an NFL Week 12 already here. We know you're in the Circa Super Contest out there. How's that going? Well, I was doing pretty well until about three weeks ago. I was 24-15-1, and one, and then I took an epic uh, whooping a couple weeks. So now I'm 28-26-1. and one. I'm pretty much dead except for uh, the December contest that starts, you know, the last week of December, that's, I mean, the last, the first month, the week of December, every month they have that quarterly contest. So hopefully I'll get hot for December. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Todd, I know you can't give away all your secrets and stuff, but you know, for those that don't know the contest, you pick five games against the spread every week for Circa the contest. How do you prepare for that? What's like your typical breakdown of how you get to your five? Is it something you look at all week? Is it something you do pretty much just Friday with the 20 minutes? Uh, you know, um, how's that go? Usually Wednesday night, Thursday, I start looking at them uh, for, because I do the uh, Megapod with uh, Gil this year. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the, with Gil Alexander has like a, um, a Megapod podcast for NFL. So I start looking at stuff on Wednesday night, just trying to get a feel for what I like, um, you know, trying to familiarize myself uh, and remind myself of, you know, games that have already happened because since I've watched all the games, you know, I just like to look at the results of all the games so I can remember, oh, th- that was this game, that was this game, etc. Yeah, Todd, uh, you mentioned Gil Alexander. Great job uh, filling in for him this week on Visa and just uh, tremendous stuff from you and Mike Palm. You guys uh, you guys going to get your own show soon, you and Mike Palm? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. It'd be it'd be nice. Uh, I think we're 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 subbing again for him tomorrow. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's been fun. Beeson's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, a budding relationship between you guys. You guys seem like the three musketeers. Uh, for those who don't know, Todd, Mike Palm, and Gil Alexander have been out there, uh, like Todd likes to call it, playing the Las Vegas Invitational, playing some tennis out there on, under the heat. Oh yeah, I kicked I kicked their asses in, in tennis so badly. Because they thought, oh, well, fat boy over here, you know, he talks about being like an athlete, but he couldn't possibly be any good, as fat as he is. And the first time we played, I played for about 15 minutes and was going to have a stroke. But literally after two weeks, I was going for over an hour and kicking their ass all over the place. And we were betting, you know, $20, $30 uh, per set. In the beginning, it was just like, pick them. Then I had to start giving Mike games. And now we're at the point where when I play Mike, we don't even think he can win a game. So it's just points how many points he can even get in a set to three you know so <laughs> these guys are just a joke but uh poor <laughs> poor gill had a um gill actually is pretty talented he's just got that uh he's got that matty ice uh, mistake prone thing that happens <laughs> to him unforced errors but he actually uh hurt his achilles real bad and had to have surgery and had some issues with the surgery this week so hopefully he'll get better and everything will be fine. I'll be back on the court in a couple months. But my hips started hurting too the last couple of weeks, so I, I haven't been playing the last couple of weeks trying to get it better. I guess I'm just old. But it, the point that was great about it was I was able to, you know, kill those guys for two or three weeks. It was fun. <laughs> great stuff, Todd. Um, I know Mike Palm mentioned your uh, signature move is the moonshot. And I know you've been aiming for Gil's job for a long time now. So let me put on my tinfoil hat. Uh, were you trying to get him injured so you could slip in there and start hosting a numbers game? Yes, I, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a hater. I would never do such a thing. And anyways, <laughs> I love Gil. He's fantastic. I don't. I don't want his job. There's uh, enough time for everyone. But uh, yeah, Mike Palm's moonshot has been has been uh, totally. Uh, basically, we've been able to handle his moonshot with no problems. The moonshot has been embellished out there. Yeah, it's it's been vanquished. The moonshot, Dunzo. 
<laughs> All right, Todd, moving on to uh, some college football talk here. The latest college football rankings just came out. Any thoughts on uh, the new positions, teams moving up, teams moving down? It's it's interesting. I, I think Georgia's a little better than people think they are, and I think Alabama's a little worse than people think they are. Uh, obviously, we'll have to see what plays out in the uh, SEC championship to see you know whether the Pac-12 teams are going to get in or not. Uh, I think Oklahoma stinks. And I love betting against Oklahoma when they're up by a lot because they, they don't really play much defense at all. But certainly when they're up by, you know, 21, there was just such a great opportunity. I talked about it on Beeson when they were uh, – Iowa State was down uh, 35-14 at the half. They were getting seven, uh, six more points. So they were plus 27 for the game. They'd averaged 7.5 yards per play in the first half. And I said, this is ridiculous. Took Iowa State. It was about as easy a win as you'll ever get. They ended up losing by one in a game I was getting 27 points. So – um, I just love betting against Oklahoma when they have a big lead because, you know, like I said, backdoor touchdowns are going to come in bunches because they don't play defense. Speaking of live betting, we touched on this last time you were on the show. We know that's your bread and butter. Have you seen any live betting trends out there in either college or NFL that you've been following that we can uh, tip the listeners off to? Well, there, that was one of them that I just talked about, Oklahoma, when they're up a lot, bet against them. I don't know if you could really say there are trends in 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 game. It's really much more of a situational, you know, you know, thing. You have to kind of know what you're looking. I guess here's one that I've been playing a little bit, and that's been NBA favorites that get behind by a lot. You know, either play them at halftime or when they get behind by you know a lot of points. There was a there's been a number of them that have come back. There was a game. I don't know if you guys remember uh, the Lakers against the Bulls a couple weeks ago. They were yes. down. 17 at the half and they were giving like eight and a half nine in the second half they came back and won the game i remember the jazz did the same thing to the nets in a game where they were down 15 at halftime so uh, a lot of these big favorites have a tendency in the nba to come back i've been i've been looking at that as as maybe that would be called you know a trend in a sense so uh todd you just touched on the nba we know we're in right now you know full swing uh football do you do more nba stuff when football ends are you kind of still heavy with nba and nfl i don't really i don't really bet nba much at all the only time i bet the nba is like i said in little spots here or there uh you know if i see something like the big favorite down big uh where i can you know do or i'll pick my spots once in a while if i if I want to bet against the team, for instance, I, the Spurs have been horrendous this year. And the other night, I, I played a little money line. Um, Magic, they were minus two and a half in the game. They were minus 145 money line. I took a minus 145 money line, and I parlayed them to the Celtics at Golden State. The Golden And Celtics were also money line. They were laying seven. I think they were something like minus 300. Ended up, both teams didn't cover the spread, but both teams won the game, so I ended up cashing. Um, that's kind of really the only thing I'll do in the NBA. I, I don't really like to play it too much until uh, the playoffs come around. I'm really more into college basketball and, and football, obviously. Great stuff, Todd. Now, Todd, you talked about live betting. Uh, when you're there, do you go to the counter for that? Do you use the app? How do you, how do, you do that? I, use, I typically use the app mostly. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's hard to get down on a, a live line you know, with a teller, right? Yeah, I mean, you can do it, but you have to be real fast. Yeah. Are you betting during commercials only, Todd, or or anytime? Yeah, you, I don't. You jump I don't it? like to do. The, I don't like the the sites that have the, you know, the you could bet at any time because you, they could take shots at you. You know, in the thirty seconds they're deciding whether to approve your bet, something can happen, and and that's a big mess. So I, I tend to just do it during commercials. 
Very tremendous stuff, guys, here on the Wager Pager podcast from Todd Wishnev. You guys can follow him on Twitter, at T Wishnev. I heard you the other day on VEASAN talking about some interesting stuff in college basketball. I don't know if uh, all the listeners are aware, but the three-point line has been moved back this year. How much, Todd? Is that about a foot, foot and two inches? Yeah, I think it's a foot back. I Early in the season, I just bet real small, like on a whole bunch of unders in the first, like, two or I would say the first four days of the season. And I did 72 games, and I won 42, and I lost 30, which was pretty good. Now, I didn't bet a lot on them because I had so many bets going, but it was still nice to win on it. I just felt like overall, um, you know, the three-point shot. And, of course, also teams are rusty. There's a lot of turnovers early in the season. There was a guy on today with us on VEASAN who was saying that 57.5% of the unders have hit so far. So, I, you know, obviously I was playing into a nice subset. Uh, there and it, you know, like it's probably because of the the little bit longer three point shot and the uh, the excess of turnovers early in the season. I will I will say something that I noticed last year about overs and unders uh, in college basketball that in the in the preseason before you get to the conference games in January, there's more overs in general. I know that there's been un- more unders in general this year so far, but I'm saying in general the conference season becomes much tighter, I think, in college basketball because the teams know each other so well. So they know what they're running, and I think it enhances the defenses of of most of these teams. So when you get into like ACC conference, Big Ten conference play, or whatever the conference may be, the teams really know each other, and I think it leads to more unders. Definitely. Um, Todd, maybe you can touch on this. Uh, The show has been very football-focused all year long. We have had some people touch on the fact that uh, early in the college basketball season, while football is still going on, is very advantageous for the player. Can you kind of explain to the listeners why that's so advantageous? Oh, well, yeah. I I think, obviously, you've got much more um, emphasis and more attention being played to to football so the basketball is not getting the the same kind of scrutiny that it usually gets and the less scrutiny a sport gets the the less tight the lines are going to be so you know the nfl gets the most scrutiny of all and of course the lines are the tightest in the nfl so if you have a sport like college basketball where there's eight gazillion teams and it's hard for even during the regular season for everybody to be up on every team certainly early in the season when there's still distractions of football uh I think you probably do have a, a better chance in, in college basketball early season. So will you be actually uh, scaling back your football plays and putting more uh, of your bankroll on basketball bets? You know, I, I, I don't know if I really you know, have any tried or true rules like that. Uh, for me, it's just trying to get a feel for teams and you know, watching as much as I can watch so I can get an understanding of these teams because you, know, you can do the numbers all you want, if you don't really watch the games, the numbers can be very different, especially in college basketball where, you know, you, you watch a game like Pacific against Hawaii that's an overtime game that ends on five and statistically it might look like another game that the team was up 15 the whole time and only won by five. So you really, to me, you really want to know your teams by watching games. So, um, you know, that's kind of my approach, but doesn't mean I'm right, but just means that's my approach. Todd, just to kind of go off of where we're talking about with market and numbers and stuff like that, you said you do a lot of watching, and that's how you kind of gather a lot of your information. Uh, what's your feelings on market and sharp movement? Is Are you the type of person that says, oh, well, the sharps are hitting it? I don't care. I still love the other side. I mean, do you- Yeah, I don't I – don't, I don't t- you know, I don't really take, I mean, I'll, I'll take it into account a little bit, but if I really love a game, I, I don't care if you're going to make it better for me. 
you know, please give me more points. You know, I mean, I have to have a real conviction though. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't play that many games pregame anyways. So I do a lot of in-game betting anyways, which means, which in a sense, it's a different marketplace because once the game has started, there's so much more information now that's being known to the public, right? Because now you've got, you're actually seeing the teams play. It's a whole different thing than seeing stats go against stats. Now, does that correlate to the pre-flop line? Are you taking the pre-flop line into well, account the, when, the, you're, when you're in-game betting? In-game will, the way the in-game gets priced has a lot to do with what the pre-flop line is. So a lot of times that's what's great about certain games. For instance, you have a game that's lined very low, for instance. Let's say you have like a college basketball that's 125 total. But you see the teams going up and down, you can – you can basically say, you know, they're not going to adjust it enough on the end game because they're always going to assume it's going to go back to where it should be. Just so that's like why you'll see favorites, for instance, you know, let's say a favorite, a minus 10 favorite is, is down by, you know, five at the half, right? Well, only half of the game is left. So you would think they would only be giving five points, but instead they're giving eight and a half or nine because the market is always looking to get back to where it was originally pregame. And if you can see things in the game that makes you understand why the pregame read was wrong by the marketplace, that's where I think you can really, you know, get an advantage in in-game. Todd Wishnev, ladies and gentlemen, always ahead of the curve. He's been telling me about uh, live betting for at least three, four years now, and I think everyone else is coming around to uh, his point of view. Let's uh, move over to the NFL here. I know that you've been uh, all over the Tampa Bay overs all year long. Do you see that trend continuing? Well, it's funny because this week again, they're only at, uh, I think, 51. Let me see. What, what is it right now? I saw now 52, the, I think. 50, is, it, is it 51 or 52? Let me see. Tampa Bay, Bucks. I see 51 and a half. So 51 and a half, it's not that much. It's certainly against the Falcons. Now, granted, the Falcons decided to play defense the past two weeks for the first time all season. But prior to that, they were an absolute dumpster fire on the defensive side of the ball and are a team that could score a little bit. So to me, you know, I don't see why you would stop the Bucks over train this week. That's for sure. Yeah, I've been taking the uh, the Jameis Winston roller coaster ride a lot this year, and uh, it hasn't been profitable for me, Todd. I think they're like two and eight against the spread. I feel like I've bet them almost oh, yeah, all those but, losses. But had you just played all the overs, you'd be winning yeah, every week. Exactly. Yeah, the turnover machine. Yeah, I mean, well, they're just they're just forget just the turnovers. That's a bonus. Yeah. They're not interested in defense at all, and they can score. So they're like an they're they're an over team's dream. Yeah, and it's weird though too. They're they're pretty decent at stopping the run though, right? I don't think they're decent at stopping anything. I've watched a lot of their games. I don't think they have any interest in defense whatsoever. <laughs> Do you think... Uh, I mean, I saw Arizona moved up and down the field on them, almost scored 30. Yeah. Should have scored 30. Which, what's your feelings on Arizona? I think they're surprisingly having one of the better years that no one's really talking about. They show up to every game. Kyler Murray is... I was, I was When Kyler Murray first came in, I thought, ah, he's not going to be any good. I've watched a lot of him now. I think he's going to be good. And not, and not just because he scrambles. Of course, the scrambling is fantastic. I mean, that touchdown run to give him the lead was unbelievable. Yeah. The 22-yard scamper. But um, scamper. I think he throws the ball well, too. Like, he makes some really nice throws. I've been extremely impressed with Kyler Murray. And I think the uh, future is bright in Arizona. 
Yeah, and what do you, what's your feelings on the head coach? A lot of people were scrutinizing him all year, saying he couldn't coach in the pros. I didn't, and... I didn't think he was going to make it either, but I've been pleasantly surprised, certainly on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they, live, they leave a lot to be desired, but right. offensively, they've been good. Yeah, and now with the, uh, you know, we're full swing here, 12 weeks in, is there any teams that you're looking at that are kind of, you know, laying in the weeds that you're, you know, like going into the last couple se- uh, weeks here? It's mm, a good question. Is there anybody that I think getting is getting better or getting worse, or maybe even the market's maybe, disrespecting? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I want to keep an eye on the Falcons team because they were such a weird dichotomy between the last two games and, and the first, you know, eight or eight games or whatever it was. They've been very different the last two games. I, I definitely want to keep an eye on them. Um, if Haskins is going to stay in the game, I want to keep betting against Haskins for uh, the Redskins because <laughs> he's horrible. just horrendous. So Jets was Jets was my number one play this week, and it, and I won both pregame and both and on the end game because they were just you know he's a dumpster fire. Todd, what were you calling Haskins on the Megapod? Clint Haskins? Clem Clem Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the old uh, I, every coach? Time I see, Every time I see Haskins, it reminds me of Clem Haskins, so I was calling him Clem Haskins. <laughs> Who's that, the old Minnesota Gophers basketball coach? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yep. Is that right? I don't know how I hit that reference. I'm getting yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I think he was the, the Gophers basketball coach, I think. Wow. Uh, okay, I pulled that one out of nowhere. Uh, Todd... <laughs> How about, uh, we know you've been singing the praises, too, of the Miami Dolphins. They're getting 11 this week. What do you think of that in Cleveland? You know, I loved it. I loved playing the Dolphins that first couple weeks after they got rid of Rosen because I knew that the difference between Fitzpatrick and Rosen is the difference between first grade and, you know, Ph.D.-level studies. <laughs> and, it, and it was, and it obviously was. Now I think people are starting to... Um, realize that Miami's not as bad as everyone thinks. With that being said, I don't want any part of Freddie Kitchens laying big numbers. You yeah. know, he's just ridiculous. So if for it'd be Miami or nobody, but I don't love him this week. What's your thoughts too, Todd? I mean, here the big story in New Jersey today with sports betting was uh, points bet actually awarded anybody that had a uh, Lamar Jackson MVP future, they already paid them out. Oh wow! What a nice promo. Yeah, you guys have such. You're in the right state. That's for darn sure for this uh, for this new explosion of sports betting. You know, they're all competing with each other, and and it's leading to some really good promos for the player. I hope that happens here in Vegas. If we can just get the the weather correct in New Jersey, maybe I'd come back there. <laughs> Todd, have you had the chance to be back in New Jersey yet and uh, kind of experience some of the the new sports books out I, here? I was back. I was back last year during the NFL playoffs. Um, for a weekend, I went to uh, Monmouth, um, William Hill down at Monmouth once. So that was fun. Um, but I wasn't there like long enough to really take advantage of any of the stuff, you know. Yeah, Monmouth much nicer than that sh- fucking shithole fan duel. <laughs> I don't know if you know Adam Chernoff, but he had a uh, pretty uh, widespread thread on Twitter this week uh, kind of just bashing the fan duel sportsbook out in the Meadowlands and... Uh, I can't say oh, he I was wrong. That. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, he he said that the book was laid out improperly and just doing everything wrong for the customer. Well, yeah, they don't even have like odds boards on the wall. It's, it's crazy. You'll yeah, see if you ever come pretty out. Pretty funny. 
Well, I, I don't like this whole thing in New Jersey where you have to like notify them in advance when you want to get your money. Like, why can't you just get your money right there at that moment? That's craziness to me. You know, in, 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 in the Nevada apps, you put the money in, you go in, you want your money, you get it right that moment. So I don't like that whole thing in New Jersey that's kind of have a, an internet model where you have to wait like 24 hours. That's craziness. Yeah, some of them make you wait 24, 48 hours. I think some of them are instant. Brock would know better. He has like 23 New Jersey betting outs. Yeah, I mean, some of them are a little bit different. Some of them, too, only, you know, they'll send you a check. Uh, some of them go right back into your bank account if you're linked with that. But, uh, yeah, FanDuel, I think if you want to get cash, you got to wait at least uh, 24 hours, I think, or something yeah, like that. I, I hate that. I think that's really stupid. Yeah. So, Todd, last time we talked to you, uh, it was the first episode this season. You were kind of... Uh, uh, on the rise, you are, I think, over 6,000 followers now on Twitter. Any crazy stories from uh, followers or people that recognize you? Uh, not, not Nothing really crazy. I mean, I still get recognized all the time, and people be like, oh, we love you on action, or this thing on Beeson. So that's, you know, hasn't really stopped, but nothing really that strange. Do people ask you for pics? Yeah, oh yeah, that'll happen from time to time. Because I know your buddy Crack, he's he's real against that. He doesn't like giving out picks to the masses. Uh, what's your opinion on that? Do you do you give out picks to uh, passersby that yeah, I, try to pick your brain? I, I don't. I, I don't mind. I don't mind discussing it. I understand where he's coming from, though. Yeah, and uh, speaking to Todd of Vegas, a lot of hype around the uh, the Raiders this year on how well they're doing, and they're coming next year, and you know they're going to be in Vegas. What's your thoughts on the Raiders in Vegas? Are you on the uh, the Raiders train? Are you going to go to games? What, what's your feelings? Oh, I definitely won't be going to any games because how can you go to one football game? You'd miss all the other ones. That, that wouldn't be right. I mean, maybe if it was a standalone <laughs> Monday night game or something, but you certainly can't go to a game. I don't know why anybody would ever go to a game. How are you going to watch the other six games? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do you go to any Vegas sporting teams out there? Any Knights games or anything like that? I went to some. I went to some WNBA games. Uh, I went to some UNLV college basketball games. Uh, I went to a couple Vegas Knights games. Yes, I've seen a couple things. Can you tell us? Uh, I, I I've heard the story, but I think for the listeners, can you tell us about that one WNBA game you went to where uh, you had some? Oh yeah, it was just horrendous. I got I was really doing well, and right around early July, we went to the uh, WNBA. Uh, the Mystics were playing the um, the Vegas Aces, and um, the Mystics were favorite. I think it was Pickham. I think it was a Pickham game. Yeah, it was Pickham. And I, we all bet on the Mystics and went to the game. And um, a bunch of the people that I hang out with in the sports book. And so we go to the game. And the, with about two minutes to go, the Myst, in the first half, the Mystics are up 15. So we're thinking we're going to win for sure. And there's an earthquake. Um, there was like a couple of earthquakes, you know, in, in L.A. and, and um in California and one of them was in, in the desert in California and you felt it here in Vegas, but they kept playing. They didn't even stop playing. And so then at halftime they started like checking the floor and they were checking and are we going to play? And then they were delaying. It was a whole big thing. And I'm like, you better play this effing game because you know, I'm up 15 in a pick em. I want to win my bet. Anyways, after an hour, we waited there for an hour and they called the game and ended up getting refunded. It was just, you know, the worst bad push of all time, you know, because you get basically refunded because of an earthquake. Now, if that isn't the best bad push story ever, I don't know what is. That reminds me, too. Um, speaking of Todd Wishneff at live sporting events, wasn't there a time, too, where you were in the front row yelling at someone to uh, dribble out the oh, ball because yeah, well, you had the under? Actually coming up again. They have the, At the Orleans, they have these um, college basketball 
um, you know, early season tournaments with obscure teams. And I know they're doing it on Thanksgiving and on Friday of Thanksgiving. So Thursday and Friday at the Orleans, you'll have a bunch of games, you know, four games all day. You can go for like 25 bucks for two games. I think it is. And, um, you can pretty much stay wherever you want because there's nobody in the place. Right. And you can go down to the, you know, close to the floor and just like heckle the crap out of these players. So <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, you bet your end game and then you start yelling at them, you know, slow down, go faster. I got the over, you know, whatever. It's just fun. <laughs> that's great stuff. Uh, Todd, before we let you go here, just one more quick question about the NFL. I have a futures ticket that I've been talking about on the show. I want to get your thoughts here on on what you think uh, about it. I have the Washington Nationals when they were down 3-2. I connected them to Ohio State to win it all, and then I parlayed that to the Saints to win it all. What's your general thoughts on the ticket and the I like Saints? I, I, I like Ohio State a lot, and I think you have to say that the Saints are the best team in the NFC, so I think you got a good chance now. All right. Definitely, man. Uh, I hope so. I'm, I'm not trying to jinx it, but we've talked about it on the show, so we're, we're uh, hopefully catch what, it. What is what does that pay like ten to one or what's the what's oh, the? Oh, uh, it's huge, man. It's huge. It's like what's the, what's the odds? Well, it's kind of it's kind of weird because I put it in when they were down three two. I put it in again uh, before game seven, and then I put an extra ticket on oh, Jessel Ohio State and the Saints. All in all, I have like 120 bucks to pay like 8,500. I think. Oh wow, that would be a juicy one. It'll be like that Ohio State ticket back in the day. I'm trying to recreate the oh, magic. Yeah, when they beat Oregon. Yeah, when I, when I met Mercedes and ended up meeting you guys. Yep. <laughs> right on. I think uh, Brock has one more to uh, bring you out. We, we have one more question here uh, that we've been asking our guests lately that, that do a lot of betting. What's a typical like day in the life as a sports better for you? Do you wake up in the morning, check the lines? Do you wait till the end of the you know day to start looking at stuff for tomorrow? What's like a typical day in the life for Todd? Um, you know, I usually have to work in the morning, you know, I, I still have my, um, MCA job where I work part-time still with that. So I usually am doing that in the morning and then sometime in the afternoon, I start looking at, at the games and, and what's up. I probably should do more the night before and take advantage of some of these overnight lines, but I, you know, I get a little lazy after I've watched all the games all night. So, um, maybe that's something I'll change in the future, but for me, it's typically in the afternoon. Right on. All right, guys. That was Las Vegas sports better Todd Wishnev. You can follow Todd on Twitter at T Wishnev and catch him every Wednesday and Thursday on VSIN's A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Todd, thanks for joining us, man. Always a pleasure. We hope to have you back again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Todd. All right, guys, it's time for our weekly pick segment and back by popular demand, Brock Landers with Frisky Fridays. Yes, folks, we are back again at the table for Frisky Friday, and I've got a game again, college football, can't miss here, 930, ESPN2, game number 113, game number 114, taking place in the boring state of Wyoming on Friday night. Not much to do Not in Wyoming. Not much to like there. Um, but it's the uh, the week here before Thanksgiving. A lot, of, right. a lot of family stuff coming up. Festive. You're going to have to sit through a lot of stuff you probably don't want to next week. Listen to people you don't want to talk to. But we're going to make it all right. Friday. Frisky Friday. All right, what you got? You know, last week we took it nice and slow. This week a little more aggressive with this pick. 
real aggressive. Last week was like a Me Too. Yeah. Frisky Friday. Frisky Friday's pick this week. Ram it in. The Colorado State Rams plus seven right now we're seeing at the time of this taping. Currently seeing it, Chris, seven in some spots. I am seeing some six and a half starting to creep up, and maybe by the time this gets around, it might get down to about six, but six, seven. I think it's a, a good play here on the Colorado State Rams. Uh, 9.30, it goes off. ESPN2, you could watch it. You could do whatever you want under the sheets, but be aggressive. Colorado State Rams, ram it in, plus seven. You heard it here first on the Wager Pager podcast. Frisky Fridays with Brock Landers. Ram it home Friday night. Chris, what do you have on your slate of games here to look at? <laughs> All right, I'm looking at the college football slate here, and I'm I we were talking pre-show. I'm just addicted to betting basketball now, but we do have a uh, an obligation to our listeners to make some picks for football this week, so that's what we're gonna do. I'm looking at the college football board right here. I got a couple a couple games I'm looking at, a couple nice numbers that are sticking out to me here, a couple two-touchdown spreads. The first one I'm starting with, I'm going to be fading a team I faded again last week, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 12 p.m. kickoff. I'm going with Northwestern, plus 14. Minnesota's quarterback is out and in concussion protocol. Give me Northwestern, plus 14. Very nice, Chris. I like taking the uh, double-digit dogs. Uh, also, too, I got a dog for you right now. Uh, this game is going to be played on Saturday at 12 o'clock. It's game number 129, game 130. Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers. I already played this one. I got down West Virginia 8, West Virginia 7.5. I'm still seeing West Virginia 7s around here. So I think anywhere between that 7, 7.5, perfect. Take it. Take West Virginia Mountaineers this Saturday, 12 o'clock, taking on Oklahoma State. A great spot for West Virginia here at home. Sharp picks here on the Wager Pager podcast from Brock Landers. You guys can follow him on Twitter at BrockLanders41. The next game I'm looking at here is a rivalry game. 3.30 kickoff, Saturday afternoon. I used to live in Los Angeles for 13 years roughly, Brock. I don't think I've talked about it much on the podcast, and I know how much this game means. This crosstown rivalry between the USC Trojans and the UCLA Bruins. You're going to give me two touchdowns in a rivalry game like this when UCLA has been looking sneaky good all year long and USC has been disappointing? Give me the Bruins plus 14. Even money here in New Jersey as we record this on Wednesday night. UCLA plus 14. Very nice, Chris. Like it a lot. Pac-12 football, baby. Catch the fever. Uh, Also... (laughs) Got a couple more games, Chris, here for uh, college football. Uh, We got Navy. Navy minus three. Made a play on that already. I am seeing three and a half. Some threes still around here. Uh, They're going to be playing SMU on Saturday at 3.30. That game uh, will be played in Annapolis. Uh, Then we're also going to take a look at, too, uh, a nice little matchup here. Uh, Duke traveling to Wake Forest there. Uh, I laid the six and a half with Wake Forest, uh, seeing six and a half still around, some sevens. Uh, so I think that's a nice play, too, if you want to uh, lay some points there. Navy, Wake Forest, I gave you West Virginia already. And if you're looking for another big double-digit dog, Chris, I heard Liberty is going to show up this week against UVA. I heard that's a great game to take a look at Liberty. Very interesting stuff, guys. 
from Brock Landers here on the Wager Pager podcast. I got another two touchdown dog for you here, man. Actually catching a half point hook at this point here in New Jersey Wednesday night. Pac-12 after dark action. Who doesn't like a little Pac-12 after dark action? Give me the Colorado Buffaloes plus 14 and a half home dog versus Washington. Saturday night, 10 p.m. Sounds like a very sultry Saturday evening here for Chris Rogers. Chris, I'm done with my college football for this week, unless you have something you want to dip into the NFL. I got one more here I'm going to throw out. Go for it. The late night degenerate special. Oh, boy. Here we go. Is it Hawaii? You know it is. Oh, Hawaii boy. Hawaii minus two and a half. I'm taking them at home. I like Hawaii's chances here. I think they... Um, not to speak in narrative language, but I think they're going to show up and play tough because uh, they have a chance to face off versus Boise State in the Mountain West Championship in a few weeks. Give me the Hawaii Fighting Rainbow Warriors. Dipped under three, minus 2.5. I'll take it. All right, that'll uh, conclude our college pick segment for this week. Chris, I guess I'll lead it off in the NFL. Not sure what you have or if we agree on any of these games. Uh, interesting card this week. Uh, there's been a little bit of line movement. Uh, I'll let you know right now real quick just line moves that I saw that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, it seems like we've got a lot of playback in the Seattle-Philly uh, game. Uh, that game opened three. Philly minus three at home against the Seahawks. Uh, public all over Seattle. That line is all the way down to one. I wouldn't be surprised if that thing goes to pick, and if that's the case, I'll be taking Philly as hard as I can. I think that's a good spot coming off the New England loss. Seattle coming uh, east coast off the bye. They might be uh, sleepwalking there a little bit through that first half. I hate to uh, play against Russell Wilson, but we'll see if it gets to around that uh, that pick em line. Hey, I always say the public does not know how to bed dogs. Yeah, they don't. And that's the thing. They they see that the uh, the team, they see the number, that's what they're betting. And uh, another line move to a lot of sharp stuff coming out of the uh, Denver Bronco-Buffalo game. Uh, this line opened up at five, down to three and a half. Uh, it looks like it's all sharp money pretty much from what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. Uh, everybody probably just saw them going to Minnesota and almost basically win the game outright. Buffalo coming back from their little vacation down in Miami last week. Might be a good spot here to take Denver. Um, and then we're going to look at one game that I'm going to give out that I already played. It's probably going to freak people out, and I'm back on it, unfortunately. Give it to us. I'm seeing ghosts again at MetLife. No, I like, dude. I'm seeing Sam Darnold. I'm seeing the Love Jets. It. They're getting a little bit of traction here the last mm -hmm. couple weeks. They had that big win against your Giants. I'm sorry to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Then they go last week on the road to Washington, and I know Washington is nothing to uh, write home about, but two wins under their belt, a little bit of confidence, and who's coming to town? The sky-high public perception of the Oakland Raiders. This team has won three straight uh, questionable wins against some of these teams. Last week, uh, they didn't cover against the Bengals. You look at the box score, though, they, they had more than one opportunity to make that game well over the, the spread of 12 it was or 13. Um, but I just think you're going to catch the Raiders at their highest point right now in the season. This is it. Um, and I think the Jets are coming home, getting points. It's a home run spot for the Jets. Take the Jets plus the three and, hey, even put a little bit on that money line. Hey, man. That was my next play on the board here. I absolutely love it. Nice. The New York Jets uh, moving forward here, I think is gonna. I think they're one of the most underrated teams in the NFL right now. They're way better than their record says. The New York football Jets. Don't look now, guys, but they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoff race yet. With the AFC being as down as they are, I mean, you rip, 
pretty much have New England, Baltimore, and everybody else. It's not like the NFC where you're going to most likely have two or three teams that are pretty good. They're going to get left out of the playoffs in the NFC, where in the AFC, things are wide open. So if the Jets win win out, win, have, win a majority of their games coming up, they could sneak into the playoffs. I love the play. Plus three, getting the field goal at home. Got to tell you on that. And don't forget, too, the Jets started the season with a brutal schedule. They played a lot of really decent teams there in the beginning. And uh, obviously we know the injury history and whatnot, but you're right. They uh, they could make a, a late run here uh, in the AFC. Crazy, too, the NFC, Chris. I mean, we've got, what, almost five or six teams already with eight wins? That's crazy. Going to be a really good final stretch here for the NFC. Yeah, speaking of NFC, big matchup Sunday night. I don't know where you're leaning here, but I kind of feel like the Packers are also somewhat of a public dog, no? Yeah, it feels like that. And you know what, Chris? I want nothing to do with that game. Yeah, I guess it's either it's either Niners or Pass on that. Uh, what are you thinking about Cowboys and Patriots? Kind of, oh, I bet against the Patriots every freaking week and lose. But if I could get that at seven, I'd be interested. I'm looking at six and a half right now. Yeah, interesting game. Uh it's tough. I mean, Brady and Foxborough, less than seven, always something to take a look at. Um, and, you know, they're not really a team that looks ahead. I think they go and play Houston uh, coming up next week. Uh, and Dallas. Dallas just beat the uh, the Lions, but also, too, they're playing on Thanksgiving. they got a short week coming up. So I don't know what that's going to uh, have in store for, for Dallas and where their minds are at. Um, also, too, you know what I'm going to take a look at, too, Chris? Uh, I think I'm going to take a look at Carolina this week. We've seen them uh, a really bad two weeks back-to-back. They lost that game in Green Bay last week. Uh, clearly did not show up for that Atlanta team, who now suddenly has two big wins back-to-back. Um, might be a good spot for Carolina. Also, the Saints, they're going to be on a short week, too, for Thanksgiving. They're going to be playing Thanksgiving night against the Atlanta Falcons. And that could be a revenge uh, game from two yes. weeks ago, Ooh. where Atlanta blew the doors off there. So, That's a good spot. Something to look at there. Carolina getting double digits, divisional dog. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Don't love going against my Saints, but I like that. I mean, 10 points seems like a lot. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're just about out of time on this edition of the Wager Pager podcast. Be sure to get out to the sports books this week. It's very cold out there, but they got plenty of hot action inside. Get those bets down and Have a wonderful weekend. Get pumped. Get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. That's it for Season 2, Episode 14. Special thanks to our guest, Todd Wishnev. Thanks to my co-host, Brock Landers. And, of course, thanks to the guys here at Van Voorst Films. And, as always, good luck, happy handicapping, and may the gambling gods look gracefully down upon you. Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Don't forget to leave us a review. And please tell all your friends about the Wager Pager podcast. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Wager Pager. Also, if you or a loved one has a gambling addiction, don't be scared to seek help. You can contact the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. They're open 24 hours a day, and all calls and text messages are confidential. 
Major Pager Podcast is co-hosted by Chris Rogers and Brock Landers, executive produced by Van Vorst Films, edited by Van Vorst Films, co-produced by Chris Rogers and Brock Landers, created by Chris Rogers and Mercedes Barba. Music by The Morose Project, produced and written at San Francisco Music Studios. Logo designed by John Carbonella. All picks are for entertainment purposes only. These plays are not financial advice.